Welcome back to the Coach's Corner. It is Peter Sawchuk, your career development and training manager. On this episode, we welcome Susan Orr to the corner to talk more about kind leadership. Susan and I had a great discussion and learned more about her career journey with UHY, what kind leadership means to her, how everybody, regardless of title, can be a kind leader, who has been a kind leader role model in her career and what she does to demonstrate kind leadership, and how every leader out there can better demonstrate kind leadership or what we can really do to be good, kind leadership examples to others. It's a great chat. I hope you all enjoy. All right. Our next guest stopping by the Coach's Corner is a partner out of our St. Louis office. She's been a partner for about 15 years. She is one of the founding members of the WISE program here at UHY, which is the Women Invested in Success and excellence program. She is Miss Susan Orr. Susan, welcome to the Coach's Corner. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Peter. Great to be here. I am so excited that you decided to stop by the Coach's Corner, especially for the episode on kind leadership. When I was putting this episode together, I thought of, you know, who would make a good interview for a topic like kind leadership? And your name came to mind. So again, very happy you decided to sit down, at least in a virtual capacity, and do this interview and share your thoughts about the topic. But before we get into the topic of kind leadership, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about your career journey. I know you spent the majority, if not all, of your career here at UHY, but just tell the folks listening how you came to UHY and how you became a partner here and kind of where you're at in the space right now. Sure. Well, yes, you're right. I, I started with UHY's predecessor in St. Louis out of college. Uh, so, so I've been in, in this one location a long time. I started in the audit department. Um, actually, I wanted to go into business and uh, particularly liked management. Um, but it, so it's advice to me, um, probably when I was in high school, college, that accounting was a good place to learn about business. And, and, and so I started an audit and, and public accounting was a good place. Um, so after I passed the CPA exam, actually, I took the CMA exam that is a certified management accountant because I, I did like the additional business aspects of the certification, in particular, organizational behavior. And that was kind of the first time I was exposed to that. Didn't take a lot of classes like that in college. Um, so, you know, I've always been attracted to leadership type roles. Um, first in experiencing just within the audit department. Um, I always kind of liked focusing on process improvements. Uh, so I was just a, a few years into my career when I was quickly bored of, of doing employee benefit plans. And, and so our audit department had uh, definitely appealed to my drive to lead and said, well, you don't, you don't have to do the audit, Susan. Why, why don't you just be in charge of them and lead them? So he, he got me hook, line and sinker for that. <laughs> so, so that's when I started, um, you know, I formed a, a specialized employee benefit plan audit group out of St. Louis. And, and my, some of my colleagues were happy to turn those over to me 
and we formed that group. Um, and, and so that, that role grew in our, our local office as we grew. And then years ago, I had the opportunity to lead our national practice as the, the Department of Labor began knocking on our door to review our practice. So kind of pulled everything together. Um, and as you mentioned, the WISE initiative, I, I started that initiative with Sue Heights, our business developer in St. Louis. Uh, I think it's been almost 10 years ago. And um, from there, about maybe six or seven years ago, I started um, leading our, our national or our, our regional talent development lead. Um, and, and so I've kind of gotten my hand in those endeavors as well. Keeps, it adds a little a dimension to my, my auditor role. It certainly does. And over my two years here, you've definitely been a great help in getting me familiarized with at least what the Missouri region has been doing in terms of training and development, just helping me understand things. So can't thank you enough for that. And also just thank you for helping us explore your career journey. And it's a, a fascinating one about how you, you don't have to be pigeonholed into just being an accountant. You can really branch out right. and develop your own kind of pathway, which is, which is awesome. So again, very happy and thank you for sharing that. Um, so first question I have for you is again, the episode focused on kind leadership and it was all around that article that Amy Vetter talked about of why kind leadership is so important to an organization and the positive impacts it can have. So first question right off the bat is when you think of this term, kind leadership, what is or are those first things that come to your mind? Well, I, I do think of those aspects that you mentioned, but I think of it generally as in the environment in which we work um, and the culture of how colleagues interact with one another. So whether it's actual leaders to um, maybe subordinates, if you will, if you use that terminology or colleagues one with another, I, I, I feel like it's that, that environment um, uh, wrapped in kindness, if you will, of how you communicate with one another. And, you know, honestly, who, who wouldn't want that? I mean, what, what doesn't sound good about that? Yeah, I, it sounds good to me. Um, speaking as one of the subordinates, uh, so to speak. <laughs> um, and you and I have also talked about what I found really interesting in that article. And one thing that I think we can all take from it is that she starts off and says that kindness is often seen as kind of a weakness in someone's leadership style. And she goes on to argue that it can sometimes or oftentimes be seen as a strength. And I think you would agree with that is that it can really bring people together. And I think that's what we can take away. It's that you are leading, but you're not leading from a position of you have to do this because I'm your leader. It's your, I want you to do this because I, you know, care about your development. I care about you as a person. Like we're trying to make all of us better in that sense. Right. Right. I, I think that that adage, I mean, things have shifted so much from, from people leading out of that, just relying on authority, then, um, instead of having the confidence in themselves then they don't need that and and they can and um you know work with people and in, in in a different in a different way um so i i think having a strong culture of kind leadership cultivates 
development and the and the growth of our professional uh, staff and um, you know those things like open feedback mentorship that's critical for all of us to continue along our growth journey of mm -hmm. whatever path that is yeah absolutely so in addition like you you just hit on the article and the episode they a kind leadership mindset or a culture of it can help create open feedback loops for people, mentorship opportunities, opportunities for collaboration, and gives people that sense of empowerment. You talked about developing the whole professional instead of just this professional who's kind of a cog in the machine. What else do you believe having this kind leadership mindset can help create in an, or in an organization, whether it's a person, a team, or the organization as a whole? I think one one additional piece to that I'd say, particularly in our environment in which we are subject to review and comments on a daily basis. I mean, that is how we get product out the door. And I think providing that in in a safe place, a safe place to make mistakes so that people aren't aren't afraid to try something new aren't aren't afraid to take a stab at things um, because i do think that is that is how we grow but it, it just also affects when we um get if we get to that point where we feel beaten down by mistakes that we make then that just that affects our engagement and affects how we show up every day and that stress level which is you know on the one end we're finding all these other ways trying to look for all these other ways to reduce stress of everybody when really maybe how we show up with one another um is a first easy step i say easy but not always easy <laughs> yeah yeah it's easy it's easier said than done yes Yes. And speaking of easier said than done, the article and the episode also talk about how kind leaders act in the best interest of really three parties, themselves, others, and the organization. But that can be, again, easier said than done. And in your role, how do you try to either balance or I think you put it best when we, we spoke offline of how do you try to align those three interests together? Well, I have to start by making it clear now that I am definitely a work in process. <laughs> I I am prone to get caught up in the the tasks at hand, and and so I really do have to to focus on on this aspect. But I I know when I do, it it pays dividends, and it is that alignment of of working as a team, and you know sharing sharing the why and what we're trying to achieve. So not just the what we're doing, but the why we're doing. And then that puts everybody in the same place. And it just feels a little bit more in sync instead of us, you know, maybe, um, you know, say the words fighting, but being opposite things of when we're really on the same page, it just needs maybe a little bit of, of clarity. Yeah, I think too often times you hear or see horror stories in the news of whether it's a layoff or whether it's a restructuring of companies where either <clears throat> company leadership didn't communicate something was going to happen so then they had to let people go when you hear all these you know bad things from employees that were let go 
just think if they had communicated like here's why we have to do it in a much better way granted the bad things still happen but it could have been much better received and i think what you're hitting on is a key point it's whether it's good good news bad news or indifferent it's creating that loop all the way down the chain it's we're going to acquire this firm here's why we're doing it here's how we're doing it communicating that on down the line so people understand what's going on and the benefits of it right. or what it's going to lead to helps right. align those three parties and make sure that everybody knows what's going on so nobody feels left out and nobody's kind of like how's this going to impact me if that makes sense right right yeah it, may, it makes us feel that we're we're in it together exactly the probably the biggest part of the episode in the article really focused on these three behaviors that anybody regardless of title can demonstrate to be a kind leader and i'm interested to get your thoughts on this is uh number one is giving honest feedback the second would be caring for their team again regardless of title and being transparent and i've got two questions for you on these three behaviors first question i have is that is there anybody or was there anybody in your career that really demonstrated those behaviors to you and how did they have a positive impact on your career trajectory? So I do think I've been fortunate to have worked with many kind leaders in my tenure at UHY. Um, but one I'd say that comes to mind and I, I continue to work closely with is Stacey Mansa. She So she is an audit partner and she leads the audit department um, in St. Louis and our Midwest region. And she really is the epitome of a kind leader. Um, in fact, you know, as I think about this, maybe she, maybe you should have interviewed her. She might've been a better, <laughs> a better pick, but you know, Stacy demonstrates incredible care for our audit team. And I haven't seen anybody, you know, her predecessors or even her peers, they don't, they don't, they don't lead in the exact same way. So everybody has their own style. So, um, but it's really just comes from authenticity of who she is and she's very honest. And I think because she's she comes to the table with that authenticity that builds trust in our group um and, and of course that uh, that affects me as part of being a team member um in the same token she doesn't hide from giving constructive feedback and um I, i've been on the receiving side of that <laughs> constructive feedback and i know it would have been easier for her to probably to not have the conversation it always it always is a lot of us would like yeah. to to not have those conversations but i do know i've grown from it um i'm grateful to her for giving me the feedback and i think all of us can say that it's never sometimes fun to hear those things, but we can always reflect back and say that was critical to continued growth um, because otherwise they're just blind spots. And mm -hmm. and that's our job as leaders is, is to help shed the light on that and, and to help people um, in their development. Yeah, you hit on something really key there. And the article mentioned it too, it's that when you don't share the truth or you don't provide that honest feedback, because you don't want to hurt their feelings or you don't want to upset them, 
you're not really being kind to that person. You're really just protecting yourself from some form of confrontation. So you're not growing yourself by having that confrontation or having that difficult conversation. And you're not growing the person who really needs that feedback. So you're keeping those blind spots. So you're letting them drive down the highway without their rear view mirrors, so to speak. So they can't see it. They're not going to be able to know what's coming up on either side. So they're going to feel totally unprepared. And on a side note, developing for other training we're working on, there's really four different ways that people typically handle those difficult conversations. All of them have a negative outcome when it comes to talking about a difficult conversation. So I think we all can do a better job of handling those difficult moments, myself included. Um, and Stacy, if you're listening, you'll have to swing by the coach's corner one time. So I owe you an episode. <laughs> I'll, keep that, I'll keep that in mind. So hopefully she is, but I owe you an episode. Uh, The second part of that question I had for you is how do you demonstrate those behaviors with those that you support uh, on your team? Well, I I mean, luckily I do. I do have a good example and role model in in how Stacy does that. And I I think I am uh, still growing in that area and getting a little better. I've always been a believer in and giving the feedback though, because we all have, um, you know, what what tends to happen and people talk about what's going on either as a group and a department of, of development needs, right? I'm looking at training, mm-hmm. but yet if we don't tell people themselves of here's, here's a particular area, I do think um, we're, we're holding them back. But I've also learned to you know, that's, that's just kind of a reactive way. And I think what I've been working on uh, is, is looking at the whole person and really appreciating the strength too. So yes, there might be some development needs in one particular area, but I've really grown to appreciate strengths that people bring to the table. Ones that I don't have, how they, 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 uh, demonstrate either as a supervisor and the kindness that they're showing to other people or or other avenues um, and to share that and and a little bit like what you introduced this topic about it used to be seen as a weakness right to mm-hmm. to be that would be so soft if you're sharing a lot of positive things but you know I think it also is is that that little aspect of vulnerability um, as you share and interact with people in that way. And we're starting to see that with the the shift in the workforce dynamics as well. I mean, all the studies you read about the, the different generations entering the workforce, they appreciate more of that openness, that more of that willingness to share of themselves and be willing to accept that feedback, to give it, to listen. So that's really interesting. And I think that's why we start to see kind leadership become more of a strength in our leadership style. And it's a perfect, you know, segue into our final question of kind leadership is actually one of our core values. And the article talks about how kind leadership is something that leaders are in the best position to role model, praise and recognize when it's lacking. So for any of our UHY leaders out there, or really any leaders listening to this, you know, what can leaders do to, to help role model that? Like, what do you recommend they can do to, you know, praise or recognize? Like, what are some things that 
you could see them doing like a simple call out in the hallway or a simple call on the email. Like, what can we do to, you know, help boost people up and get this, get the good word out, so to speak? Right. <clears throat> well, that's a tricky question, but I, I, for myself, it always, it, it tends to be a reminder to slow down and, and just pause a moment. You know, we, we're rushing through our day and have things to accomplish and, and yet, really what we're asking people to do is is just take a moment to engage with one another on a on a I'd say just a personal level but just you know interact in, in a way from the task so to speak at hand um, that you know culture is culture by itself is defined by the actions of the leaders so if we're we're not acting out you know we can put as many words on the board mm -hmm. as we want or write out a mission statement but it's not going to be our culture mm -hmm. unless we are actually uh, living out living out these actions and you know I, I just I think of my own experiences when I do slow down and when I do engage with people, take an extra moment, um, I get a lot, whole lot more out of it than probably they do. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and I almost feel selfish doing that, but I really, <laughs> I really do. Um, yeah. And and I think maybe that's the challenge to all of us is that is to invest. It's really an investment, right? Because that's yeah. what by definition an investment is. We put we put something into it, and then you know it. The the whole our whole group grows because of it. Yeah, I, I imagine all of us as like either a piggy bank or a certificate of deposit that just grows interest over time. And when we're ready to cash in that promotion, it's like look at all this amazing interest that this person has accrued and they're ready to become a partner and we had a hand in seeing them get to that position and that's just a great moment for all of us when we see right. that happen all the all the analogies or metaphors you can apply piggy bank i mean the list goes on and on we could we could be here for days just coming up with analogies for that <laughs> but uh i won't i won't bore our listeners with that but uh so those were the the ends of my questions but wanted to leave any room for kind of any final thoughts on the idea or kind leadership or any kind of the, the Jerry Springer, if you will, final thoughts for our leaders out there. I think I think this topic is is so timely. We're we're looking for for ways to improve engagement and, and what does that mean and, and how do how do we relieve stress that our profession brings to the table and and, and I, I just think this is a really good aspect of it. Um, I also think about how Steve McCarty has challenged the the managing directors and our leadership group with the with the legacy we want to leave. And and you know I I look at this and and I would like it to be uh, kind leadership to certainly be part of part of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We want to hit that 25 and 25, we want to leave that next generation of leaders that take over for us in a good spot so they can keep carrying the kind leadership legacy on down and just that lather, rinse, repeat. Again, I'm going off on metaphors. That's how I speak some days. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Susan, thank you so much for stopping by the Coach's Corner. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for agreeing to do it. 
uh, for anybody listening. And if you're in the St. Louis area, feel free to stop by the UHOA office, say hello. I'm sure Susan will make the time for you to talk and chat, give you, give you the lowdown on everything going on. And again, Susan, appreciate the time. Great. Thanks so much, Peter. Thank you. That'll do it for this episode of The Coach's Corner. Again, a huge shout out to Susan Orr for stopping by the corner to talk more about kind leadership. We hope you enjoyed. Got some key nuggets of information that you can apply to your everyday and demonstrate what kind leadership looks like at UHY. We'll see you next time.